Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the first epistle of Peter with this sermon entitled, Cur Deus Homo, Why God Became Man, preached Saturday, September 23, 2017. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Now I want to speak from 1 Peter 3, verse 18. Cur Deus Homo. Why God became man. This is the heart of the gospel. Friends, we live in a sinful world of suffering. Christians are not exempt from suffering. They suffer because they are followers of Jesus Christ who said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. Follow me to suffer and die if needs be. So Peter tells us about Christ's supreme suffering and death on the cross. This is a great comfort to us when we suffer for doing good. St. Anselm of Canterbury wrote a book in the 11th century and the title was Cur Deus Homo, Why God Became Man. Why God's eternal Son took upon himself human nature. In other words, what is the meaning of the incarnation of the Son of God? Professor John Murray says, He who never began to be in his specific identity as the Son of God began to be what he eternally was not. The infinite became finite the eternal and supratemporal entered time and became subject to its conditions. The immutable became the mutable. The invisible became the visible. The creator became the created. The sustainer of all became dependent. The almighty became infirm. God became man. Why this is so? St. Anselm's answer is to make atonement for our sins by Christ's substitutionary death in our place for our sins. Yes, we suffer in this world of sin, but Christ's suffering was supreme. His suffering was unique, unparalleled. St. Augustine says, Jesus Christ was one son without sin, but not one without suffering. The son alone was without sin. And we read First Peter 2.22, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. 
John 8:46 Jesus asks us can any of you prove me guilty of sin Hebrews 4:15 we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet without sin Hebrews 7:26 such a high priest meets our need one who is holy blameless pure set apart from sinners exalted above the heavens John 18:38 What is truth Pilate asked With this he went out again to the Jews and said I find no basis for a charge against him against Jesus John 129 the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said look the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world this sinless god man by his death by his atoning sacrifice took away all our sins the righteous one jesus christ suffered death for the unrighteous many christ died the death in behalf of the sin of the elect in their place we read romans 6:23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in Jesus Christ our lord he died that we may not die he was righteous he alone was righteous his death involved a double transaction acts 3:14 you disowned the holy one and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you second corinthians 5:21 god made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of god first peter 3:18 for christ died for sins once for all the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to god he was put to death in the body but made alive in the spirit double transaction he took all our sin our guilt our penalty our wrath our hell and we are given his divine perfect righteousness clothed in his righteousness we live forever and ever in fellowship with our great god because of our sins he died to make atonement for our sins he paid the price of our redemption his death was the price for this purpose god became god man one divine person in two natures divine and human 
Hebrews 2:14 through 18 listen friends since children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death that is the devil and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death for surely it is not angels he helps but abraham's descendants for this reason he had to be made like his brothers in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to god and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people because he himself suffered when he was tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted by his death friends he destroyed our eternal death which was the wages of sins we deserved and we earned his death was propitiatory so god's wrath against us was poured out on his only son who cried out in anguish my god my god why hast thou forsaken me friends god spared isaac from death but not his own son Isaiah 53:6 We all like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all Romans 8:32 He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things friends we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus now god justifies us the ungodly elect sinners justly for god poured out his wrath that was against us on his own beloved son therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ romans 8:1 and 2 therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus because through christ jesus the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death we are saved sir. saved forever justification means in Jesus Christ those who believe in his substitutionary atoning sacrifice all their sins are forgiven forever and all believers are clothed in Christ's perfect righteousness forever good news read my book good news for all men Christ's propitiatory sacrifice was accepted by the father and the proof is Christ's resurrection resurrection also proves 
Jesus was without any sin. And notice Acts chapter 2, 23 and 24. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge and you with the help of wicked men put him to death by nailing him to the cross but God raised him from the dead freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him because Jesus was without sin and Romans 4.25, a summary of the atonement. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Jesus Christ was put to death in the flesh, Cordeos homo, and was raised to life by the Holy Spirit. Listen, friends, Philippians 2, 6 through 11, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Christ died to deal with our sins. Christ died once for all. His one-time death will not be repeated. It has achieved eternal benefit for all those who believe in Jesus. Read Professor Gordon Clark's book on first and second Peter page 122 and 123. No further sacrifices possible. Christ died. He was buried. He was raised from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father and he rules the universe having received all authority from the Father. No repetition of his atoning sacrifice is possible in history or in symbol. The writer of Hebrews emphasizes the once for allness of Christ's one sacrifice three times. See my book on Hebrews the infinite merit of Christ one sacrifice once for all offered is sufficient forever for the salvation of everyone he represented so we read in Hebrews 7:27 listen unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day 
first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people he is sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself Hebrews 9:12 he did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood having obtained eternal redemption Hebrews 10 verse 10 and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all now if you are not convinced Romans 6 9 and 10 for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead he cannot die again death no longer has mastery over him the death he died he died to sin once for all but the life he lives he lives to God what is the final purpose for which eternal son became man that this God man Jesus Christ our only mediator and redeemer may bring us to enjoy eternal fellowship with God forever the wrath of God was against us and we were God's enemies but Christ our redeemer and mediator by his death of propitiation satisfied God's demand in full that the throne of judgment has been changed forever for the believers in Jesus. It is now the throne of grace and the Father welcomes us in Jesus into his presence that is we have access now to the Father. Hebrews 4.16 Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Romans 5.1 and 2 Therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And Ephesians 2.18, sir, for through him we both have, what, sir, access to the Father by one spirit. Ephesians 3.12, in him and through faith in him we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Now we can pray to him anytime, calling him our Father who art in heaven. From our heavenly Father we receive mercy and grace every day. And his mercy is new every morning. In Jesus we are forgiven of all sins. We are redeemed, justified, and adopted. We are clothed in God's perfect righteousness. We are destined for glory. There is no curtain anymore that separates us from our holy God. When Christ died on the cross, 
having accomplished our redemption at that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom giving us access to the father all God's saints enjoy access to God the father in Jesus fellowship with God the father who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died more than that he was raised to life he is at the right hand of God and he is also interceding for us who shall separate us from the love of Christ what's the answer no one for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor future, nor any powers, neither height or depth, nor anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Sir. You must ask in light of this gospel I preached today. You must ask if you are not saved by the only Savior, Jesus. You must ask this question. What must I do to be saved? From eternal damnation I merited. Friends, I don't believe money will save us. I don't believe, I don't trust in money and fame and power. I trust in Jesus Christ alone for my eternal salvation. And the answer is simple and profound. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You will recognize true believers, fruits of obedience, uh, let me tell you what fruit is. Fruit is living out our confession. Jesus is Lord. By hearing and doing his will revealed in the Holy Bible. Fruit is not making a lot of money. You cannot serve God and money. Fruit is living out our confession. Jesus is Lord. By hearing and doing his will revealed in the Holy Bible. There is no other savior. Jesus is the only savior of the whole world. God called me and sent me to the end of the world. To preach the good news to you for these many years. And what is the good news? That our Lord Jesus Christ reigns and his kingdom is eternal. His kingdom is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit to all who enter it by faith in Jesus. And that's my prayer. If you are outside of Christ, ask the Lord, he will save you. If you are inside of Christ, let us all rejoice. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. We praise you and thank you for saving us. Lord.
Continue to pour out your spirit upon this church and all other churches that stand for truth. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, please visit our website at gracevalley.org.